on the way here by the Starbucks, I saw a woman training her dog how to ride a skateboard. Training? Yes. She was, she kept on like pushing the skateboard a little bit. Okay, kickflip. And then telling him to, the dog to jump on. And she kept on getting frustrated that the dog couldn't like drive the skateboard. So he kept on like almost veering into the road. It was very weird. I, I mean, I've seen the internet dogs that know how to skateboard, but all of the videos about it, they just say, oh, the dog figured it out on your own. I think if you're trying to no. train a dog to skateboard, it's against God and nature. But also, it feels like the internet, the people posting those could just be lying, mm-hmm. and you don't see the many, many days and hours of them being frustrated outside of public spaces trying to get them to ride skateboard. I need a viral video. It was, it was also like not like... Uh, a typical skateboarding dog, which is usually like a bulldog yeah. or something. It, this was a, a, li- a, a tiny dog. Weird. This was a pretty oh. small. Was it a tiny skateboard? No, it was a regular skateboard. Longboard? <laughs> Longboard. There is a group of people dealing with Gable and a group of people dealing with Traveler Quan. So I think their forces are split right now, which is going to make their attacks less effective. Okay. So what I think we see is a lot of nervous incompetence uh, from these men. Excellent. They're still trying to seize Traveler Quan. They're, they're, they're not yet using lethal force openly in the street. They are trying to use lethal force against Gable. So I think two of them draw their swords and turn to Gable um, and they make a slash at you, but you're like clearly expecting it. What, what does it look like as Gable avoids the damage from this? They're both slashing? Yeah, so they, they both draw swords and like are charging to attack you, essentially. Gable kicks one in the chest mm-hmm. and the other one gets a the pommel of the sword on their head. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you 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 do a defensive kick uh not to doesn't do too much damage, but like it sends them flying back and sort of like creates some room for you. Mm-hmm. The other two are still trying to seize Traveler Quan. Instead of trying to grab your arms or whatever, they're just trying to throw arms entirely around you because like you've got this long ineffable robe. Ah, uh, okay. I think I do like some elbows to the the chest like I throw my elbows back yeah I feel like uh, it, 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 maybe even it's subtle movement yes. so like they're running forward there wasn't an elbow there a second ago and now there is so they've yes. essentially run into your elbow uh, they they take some strain damage essentially uh, as oof like they get yes. hit and we have the uh, leader of this little party is gonna go well he had a gun on Quan, so he's gonna try and take a shot at you Okay, this is wildly more successful. <laughs> yeah, so much more successful. Allie, you have nine damage coming at you. Okay. Uh, so first, we'll reduce it by soak, which looks like is three. Uh, however, you have... I have a, my cloaks. You've got something more than that. You've got your walking stick because you have parry here. Okay. On gunfire? Yeah. What? A fucking rad monk from the Liquid Swords Monastery. Yeah, I am. You are going to block part of this attack. So you actually just have five damage coming at you. I I, want to know what this looks like because you have uh this walking stick that is actually a three section staff uh which those that don't know three section staffs they are like giant nunchucks giant like three part nunchucks yes how do you fucking parry this bullet well it would have been a lethal shot i like am holding it with two hands and i tap it on the ground and that like causes the chains to like go slack uh and then i pull it in front of me and i 
like whip the top section to like parry the bullet. Yeah, th- there is a ting in the air. And like, I feel, John, it, like, even though it was just a flutter that you got from the eye, like, you can start seeing the divine light fading from your vision already because you just got that flicker. But like, you see the trajectory that the bullet took a- as it got hit. Like, you see the force and impact of yeah. that. And you, you know enough to like, you move out of the way of the ricochet essentially yeah. as you watch that. Like, you're seeing the the training of the liquid sword like all in one moment together instantly and we now come to three pc slots who wants to go first i'll i'll take it oh yeah 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 go um, for it so in that moment Jonnet like does that like misses the ricochet and then he's going to i'm going to use a feat of mine a talent of mine mm-hmm. called fan the hammer Oh, Ooh. dope. So that's going to be where um, you hold the tr- – John is going to hold the trigger of his revolver, and he's just going to pump the, the the hammer back twice. And I'm going to try and take two shots at uh, the dude that just took a shot at Tra- Traveler Quan. Oh, rad. Do yeah. it. Do it. Uh, um, does that add difficulty at all to what you're doing? Um, it just says that you can treat like for the – I believe for like – a limited amount of time, you can treat it like it's an automatic weapon. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's like some dark tower shit. Yeah, the character yeah. may use the talent to add auto fire quality to the weapon while reserving the attack. I mean, it doesn't say how many shots I have, but I guess I, I like. I guess I mean I I don't know the rules for this, but I'm get, just going to double the damage for this attack. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, because you're just you're taking a bunch of shots really quick, yeah, essentially. Th- yeah, cool. Uh, roll this attack. Uh, it's two purple dice uh, that you're against. All right. Okay, so much better. Three successes and one advantage. Okay, jeez. Uh, also, just to just to double check, that sinkhole was that Janet? That was John. Right, yeah, yeah, that, that cool. sinkhole. Like it's just you, did it. you wanted yeah, to yeah. shake the earth beneath their feet, and you scooped out like a hole beneath yeah, each yeah. one of them, and they would have only fallen in that hole if they rolled a failure, and cool. they absolutely did. Cool, cool. Um, so this uh, fan the hammer thing, you are going to take this guy out. Uh, you can decide whether they die or whether you have just disabled them to the point that they can't fight anymore. Uh, but tell me what it looks like. Yeah. So in that moment, Jonnet is still. He's still seeing things in this weird, like, line, trajectory, brightness, light sort of uh, vision. So he sees the trajectory from the ricochet, and then he looks back at it, and then he looks back towards him, towards the Traveler Quan and the other guys, and he sees, like, a line of trajectory that's, like, there's two shots, two lines coming from the dude that took the shot mm-hmm. towards Jonnet. And in sort of this bullet time moment, he kind of pieces it together that it's he's seeing what he's about to do. Oh, and so shit. in that moment, he's like traces it back, pulls his gun. And this is kind of like the first time he's ever done the fan, the hammer thing. So he holds the trigger, pumps it twice. You don't hear the combustion the explosion from the bullets but you instead all you hear is just the of the and so is he does is the guy holding a a rifle uh he was holding a a pistol okay so you hear one zip through the wrist of the guy um he takes him out and then another one and they're both just like insanely clean shots Mm -hmm. through the wrist and then through like his hip um and so like maybe like it gets lodged in his hip bone but he's out he's john it was intentionally not trying to kill oh yeah i i i love yeah. this like you you take the you take the risk and like we're seeing again these lines like not only are we seeing the trajectory of the bullets we're seeing the trajectory of his gun as it falls from his disabled hands mm. we're, we're, we're seeing the trajectory of uh this shattered hip bone uh mm-hmm. that like pops out like we see all of the injuries in this moment as it like plays out in front of us in like the divine light of the universe and then again in reality as it happens yeah in front of us so quick who's next do i believe they're gonna kill me or do i still just think they're just trying to restrain me uh this is actually a better question for you ali as the player based on what you know uh yeah. that like uh, the two sorcerers from earlier yeah. who had 
pretty openly threatened you. Yeah. Uh, they said these people have requested your presence. Ah. Okay. I want to disable people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to kill anybody so I can get away. I would like to do magic. How many people are around me? There, there are four left in this group uh, because one got taken down by Jonnet, one got taken down by Gable. Great. So there are four here and six elsewhere. Okay. I would like to create a wall of water around me that is like very hard to, to punch through and, mm. and do like weapons through. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I think this is going to be a wall of one inch thick water uh Mm -hmm. so like you're using very sparing amounts of water but like a bullet is really gonna have difficulty penetrating this yeah cool are we still doing like the moisture in the your yeah yeah (laughs) in that moment john it just gets super ashy (laughs) (laughs) all the water from the air around me that's why i raised the dew point i made it very humid Mm -hmm. that there's almost a hundred percent uh, humidity, relative G- humidity. Gable's like, oh, my hair is so much more manageable. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? It's breeding. Uh, cool. I love this. I-, I think this is going to be an average check. Uh, do, what do, I, do I do anything with that? Oh, you got to roll that. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you, you have the disadvantage from before. Okay. What do I what do I get? Oh, oh no! So uh, this is not good. This is one threat overall. Uh, okay. So you're gonna take uh, two strain for casting the spell, okay. um, and an extra strain for the threat. The water coalesces, but the the hand motions that you needed to do to like uh come with this like i think there's some some naruto shit happening yeah. here where like you're you're doing a bunch of cool hand motions uh to assist with the spell but you had gotten disoriented in your clothing earlier so like that slows it down so i think the water coalesces and then a sheet of water just sort of falls onto mm. the street instead of it being a wall of water like you had wanted at this point if people were not screaming earlier because of gunshots because a bunch of water has materialized seemingly out of nowhere, people are terrified. You can hear shouts uh, around you of the mariner has returned. Oh, uh, Jesus. The, the sailors have come for us. Uh, ah. th- there is like pandemonium in this, this section of the city. into such a bigger <laughs> Oh, we did so bad. <laughs> I mean, this is classic Uhuru low profile. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Gable, you're yes. up. How many friends are around me? So, uh, there are four boys around you and, and six boys that are like struggling getting their, their feet out of a sinkhole so that they can ready another shot. Okay, I'm gonna do another melee attack, but on two people again. Okay. Uh, so so uh, that is two red dice that you're gonna be rolling two again. Red dice. Two red dice. Let's see how this goes. Poorly. Actually, no. These wash. Yeah. So that is a success, success and a threat. Or, or no, an a, advantage. Success yeah. and advantage, yeah. yeah. Ah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so you are doing, I think, six damage. Is your sword plus two? Oh, no, this is plus two, right? So this is five damage that you're going to be doing. Cause Where, where's my sword? Three damage. Uh, that, I think that's for your great sword. Great sword's four. Oh, shit. Yep. Okay, rad. Uh, so, yeah, you're doing six damage. That is going to be definitely enough to take out both of these boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you do it? Uh, are these boys in uh, standing or in the sinkhole? They, these are the two boys who had drawn swords on right, Gable cool. earlier. Great. Gable is deliberately just trying to strike mortal blows because everyone else is the, the idea of subtlety has been lost. <laughs> um, and Gable's never very subtle. Um they're both coming at me this way. Uh, yeah, I think like you kicked one back into the other. So like they're both coming at you from the same angle. Yeah, they're just doing like slashing. The, on... the, the most recent thing that happened literally is like they tried to advance on you to slash on you and you kicked one back into the other. So I think that is like this is moments after that happens. Yeah. So you might even just be able to take advantage of that chaos. And Since they're both next to each other, Gable cuts them down at the legs. Okay. And then right. brings it back down around onto their sides. Mm. Oh, shit. So they're basically so, like sliced meat. So, yeah. And and like we were we were describing, like, this isn't full on battle trance, Gable. Uh, no. But 
angelic fighting is still like a dance. So yeah. there is this like quick drop where you sweep out their legs and then quickly stab both of them in the side, yeah. which I think is a bit of emotional cruelty that Gable is working through yeah. uh, because their friend just died. Yeah, it's very, I, it is very dance-esque. It's kind of like Barishnikov, like big, strong powerful bounding. leaps and yeah. bounding and fucking rad wow. there's not I love it. not daintiness is just thick yeah. <laughs> just thick <laughs> that dance has two c's on it baby uh yeah so uh, th- i mean the these men are definitely going to die they have been given wounds uh but they are wounds in their side so that's going to take a couple agonizing hours uh how horrible. Mm. Uh, we're going to cut. Uh, uh, well, instead of cutting around to the top of the initiative, let's go back to this bird show. Ooh, um, bird show. Bird show. So one by one, the uh, contestants in the exotic category are called up uh, to have their birds measured in front of the judge. Gable or, or Liz, rather, I'm going to allow Lucas to pull another luminary to see uh, what their judgment is like. Okay, the, Lucas, time to get big. The boat. The boat. Boats are big. Boats are big. Boats are big yeah, and boats are cool. Uh, so the themes that you're working with are opportunity, freedom, and labor. Fortune awaits those who seek it, but only with blood and sweat. So this could actually be something good for Lucas and maybe even good for Travis, but it's a question of whether or not Lucas wants to go through the effort. So you're Lucas, you're an ornery bird, you have not been treated well over the last couple days, and one of the judges has now approached you to observe you. So we're getting measured? Yeah, uh, they're doing things like, like, I mean, if you've ever seen the Kennel Club uh, yes. around Thanksgiving, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah. they're doing things like feeling around for balls. Uh, they're like looking at your mouth, uh, you know. Looking for balls. Yeah. yeah. In mostly, the mouth. It's what mostly looking ball for balls. Heavy. The biggest yeah. thing is balls. They really uh, care a lot about balls. Like the I biggest have, thing is balls. <laughs> I have an idea for this, but yeah. it would happen, like the re- resolution would happen at the end. Of the entire competition. Of the entire competition. So you're going to be judged several times throughout. So okay. this, there, there are, uh, we're going to reveal some of the rules now because nobody bothered to study for this show. <laughs> well, uh, he did, but he's dead. This is for the best in type. After that, you're going to be sent on to best in group, then best in class, and finally best in show. Shiff. So so much bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is like Lucas's what? first interaction. Yeah. With the so first what's the boat? Judge. Uh, the boat is like uh, it represents a freedom and opportunity. Should you decide to seek it, uh, the boat is a friend to mariners and airiners alike. It protects them from the heatful sea and uh, it helps pull them into the air. It yearns to roam and seek what may be found. This luminary can bring you wealth, set you free, and always favors those with an eye for endeavor. However, it does not offer these gifts without cost. The boat demands care, devotion, and sweat. Okay. I want Lucas to do so well in this round that we can skip over a round to get to the finals. Uh, Yeah. I think what happens... Lucas is trying to intimidate this person approaching them, Mm -hmm. but ironically that is exactly what lucas like lucas is performing the exact behaviors that need to happen while they are being judged Mm -hmm. and like again like extending the neck extra long exactly like you you go out as if for a bite and like this person their professional bird show judge so they like gently grab your beak and like hold you in place and you're like You're not even struggling. You're just so confused that somebody had the audacity to (laughs) grab your beak as they're like feeling around on your neck and like looking at the quality of your feathers. So you do that. You flare your tail feathers up really big and huge. And again, the crowd just loves that. And you're like, clearly this is going to send this person off scurrying away. But they move behind you, look at the tail feathers, and then, of course, feel around for some balls. Because, again, that's what I've really decided to focus on (laughs) They find those balls. And they find... Majestic bird balls. Yeah. (laughs) Whether or not uh, peacocks have visible balls, uh, it's definitely a thing in this dumb universe. (laughs) Well, you can't see them, you can feel them. Mm, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
So it feels around. Uh, Lucas is like just very confused and off their game at this point. And I think the judge sort of stands back, like looks over at their clipboard and whatnot, and just starts a slow clap uh, for and like the what, whole crowd is erupted. What, what a bird! What a bird! We've never seen a bird like this. And yeah. this bird is incredible. Uh, I, I think we skip through the next parts of the competition, but clearly you are going to come away with based on that best in group, which means you have knocked Tiberius out of the running. Uh, so everyone is filing off stage. Uh, does Travis have any parting words for young bud? Nice bird. <laughs> Be seeing you. And again, like you can see now that he is closer up, uh, he definitely has that bird's eye in his head. Oh, gross. Ew. Mm-hmm. Um, bird's eyes aren't that big. <laughs> well, when they well, the, the, actually, this bird? would be too big. The the birds in this setting, Allie, uh, or at least the ones that we're dealing with, are griffins, uh, mm. and griffins not as in mixed with lions. Uh, they're the lion birds. They are just large versions of uh, earth birds. So uh, yeah, I'm the idiot. Okay, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about griffin. I should be too big. Some magic has clearly been done to change its size mm. because gross, it gross, is this gross, gross. massive eagle eye. What if? He made his head bigger. Ew! <laughs> I don't think that's how it happened. It's weird, but it, that magic is easier than making an eye small. This, this person uh, is kind of like, has turned into kind of an important villain for y'all. So I don't think he's going to be a big headed okay, we'll man. Yeah, whenever we have an important villain, we're not allowed to kill him. Remember yeah. <laughs> Or he's not allowed to have a big head. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no there's no Donkey Kong mode yeah. at all in this game. Bobblehead. Uh, we can put slappers only on. Yes, <laughs> it is. Actually, it's just throwing knives, uh, which still. Uh, so we are approaching the next round of the competition. And hey, you're doing extremely well. Like uh, We didn't even need those five points you took off. Yeah. You can the, take off five more. I don't care. The, the handler is going up. I've got to say, I've never seen a first-time contestant perform this well before. And I would like a, a montage of Travis just being in his element during this bird show. Uh, please just tell me some rad stunts that Travis... I, I want everybody... One rad stunt that Travis is pulling <laughs> in a bird show. Oh, I think Travis is like Johnny Weir at mm. the... Uh, like, the old Olympics, he's just an incredible ham. So whenever he's talking mm. to announcers or whatever the equivalent of a TV uh, <laughs> interviewer is, he's just like <laughs> preening and saying, well, it, oh, it's it's nothing. It's nothing at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, the way that like whenever someone comes up to a judge or whatever, he says, oh, Travis Madigo, pleasure to meet me. <laughs> 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 Gross. Uh, and instead of the natural hatred they should feel for you, they're eating it up. They love it. It is. It truly is. I like it because he's mean to me. Uh, I think in this, like, wh however the these these talks go, the way that you leave is like, well, I must be going. And so you have Lucas, like, put its head down pretty much onto the ground, and you walk up the the uh. the entirety of the bird and then he drops his butt down, and then you go, like, the other side, and it's just, like, they're left with the facing the prize bird. And then Lucas, like, fans out yes. his tail, yeah. so you can't see Travis anymore. Yes, as I, I would like to see Travis and Lucas in, like, a kiss and cry, like it was a figure skating competition, like, waiting <laughs> for the scores to come up, like, and they're like, ooh, ooh, wow. And for each one, they're like, yes, yes, great, great. And then Lucas, I don't know why, but is just holding a big teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that the moment you're, you're holding the feathers of of uh, your duck and 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 your peacock, like. <laughs> God, I hate Travis. <laughs> um, so I think we are getting up to you. You've rocketed past best in type and best in group. We are now up to best in class. So. There are, I think, a couple exotic birds that have made it this far. Uh, there is a big parrot 
a big cool looking parrot cool um, cool parrot i think uh with you barely fitting on the pitch uh someone has brought an ostrich um <sighs> this ostrich. this thing is 60 feet tall it is truly enormous uh, like where did they keep it uh outside yeah. <laughs> it was brought Fair. onto the pitch by several ships like it had to be lifted down into the city through Featherweave because Show if this off. thing if this thing went wild it would kick over buildings oh. like <laughs> It Why would is, you keep one? And there are so many. This is uh, the Clearwater family's bird. The Clearwater family is one of the largest uh, wealthy families in the city of Bujanith. So this is them clearly showing off, hey, not only do we have the power to capture and tame an ostrich, but we have the ability to get it in the city. So, like, people are wild. Like, And Lucas, they love Lucas fan favorite they i think also love ferdinand ferdinand has got like a little bit of this like too cool for school bad boy uh, i think you've got two birds right now best in class and i think one of these is going to emerge to advance and i want you to pick which bird can i pull, pull a luminary to see which one or oh or? yeah 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 let's see how, how can I choose? How could you choose? They're both your beautiful birds. The drought. Oh, oh fuck. Neither. Yeah. This is bad. Nope, none bird. This is extremely bad. One bird gets hurt. Uh, yeah. Misfortune, scarcity, and desperation. Vital things leave you. This absence may be temporary, but there is no telling how long it will last. Uh, a soul caught in a drought will be in great need. They may be forced to do unthinkable things in the name of survival. Hey, I think what happens is you are about to go up for best in class, which is if you win this could net you a hundred points. It would be a huge victory for everything. You would be seated so nicely for the joust, even if uh, the falconry competition didn't go well. Which it will. Yeah. And it's funny that you think that because you feel <laughs> a familiar pain in your chest mm. as you look up. You've been spending ah! so much mm -hmm. time stunting in front of everyone. You forgot. I turn into a bird. Oh, no! <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah! So you are getting fitted for your next costume, something that you have requested specific adjustments be made. I want you to describe Travis's fancy bird show costume that clearly has some Johnny Weir. Johnny Weir is the dude who came out covered in a sequin snake, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what is Travis's bird show regalia that he had requested after realizing that he was made for this? Oh gosh. So it's um there's obviously a cape and the cape has a <laughs> an extremely tall collar. I think <laughs> Oh shit. I, it looks like Lucas's I, yeah. 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 I, it's it's like modeled after yeah. Lucas's yeah. deal. Uh I think it's Cuz owners do that. They like dress oh, yeah. like their cats and their dogs. I think oh, no. that it is it is all white like a of the white cape to to Lucas is all white, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, to match to match Lucas. And just, I mean, what more do you want? And definitely like uh, ruffs around the collar or the the. Um, and, and they are the feather ruffs. ruffs. Yeah. The yeah. arm collars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the collar of the hand. <laughs> My hand's neck. What's that called? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you're in this ridiculous outfit, and you feel one of your bones like do a familiar crunch. Uh, oh. Okay. So, in the past, yes, mm -hmm. I have been able to strain and transform quicker. Yeah. Am I able to strain to try and hold back? Uh, I fucking love this. <laughs> Absolutely. You are going to have to roll for this. And my dude, <sighs> it is daunting. Okay. <laughs> What's the what's the skill? Um, so we not can, being a bird. bird yeah. Yeah, what's the yeah, not have, bird skill? Do you have not be a bird on there? Uh, I think this might be arcane. Okay, unless well, you have a, a skill that you've got a, a greater argument for. Um, I mean the you know 
discipline but discipline actually discipline could be a I mean, two because you're resisting mm. what about your primal skill? primal where what oh uh, yeah uh under divine i do have primal i do have i do have higher ranks in primal okay go for primal okay and daunting is four purple oh brother how many just one Nice try. <laughs> I want to. See we you all fail. want to see Travis Just fail. A pile of dice. <laughs> My dice pile. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh shit, that's a pretty good roll. So the X's that. are failures. So this is a. This is a total wash, an absolute wash. So a failure. Wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you real like you're like. I, I what I love about Travis's thought process here is like, oh no, I can still do this. I've never, <laughs> I've literally only ever controlled my transformation once, uh, and only barely. And this is a big show, and I'm in my cool new costume. I could probably hold it in, and like I think there is a moment where, like, what is it like when when Travis is, tries to focus himself and hold this back? So, so uh, you know, he's like crunching and shrinking and i think he's just like trying as hard as he can almost like uh you know he's holding he's trying to hold out his limbs as if he's like like being stretched out uh on on like a you know one of those torture like a rack yes yeah yeah yeah. uh but he's like holding two poles or something like that yeah but his i mean he he just can't because his hands turn into wings (laughs) (laughs) well no i I, what i think kind of happens is like you you hold this you feel yourself shrinking you you hold this like and you're like really resisting all of this pain and because it's a total wash like there is a moment where there's some calm you don't feel your body changing anymore you're like I guess I've done that. <laughs> you take one step forward and like your human spine shatters and collapses. Grapple, grapple, crack, crack. Hey heroes, it's James. Welcome to the mid-roll. First up, we've got some advertisements, and this one comes to us from The Ghost Puncher, and goes to The Wizard of the Citadel Under the Hidden Rivers. I wish you both a happy belated birthday, and a happy early anniversary. Also, congratulations for progressing on your quest to become a literal god. May the past seven years pretend a wonderful seven more. May your swords be sharp and your magic be teeth-centric. I love you, and I'm so very proud of you. And as always, praise be to the Dark Lord of the Pit. What a deeply sweet and somewhat unnerving message. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We've got one more corrected advertisement for you, and that is from Sebastian for Lucas. Travelers on a Red Road is a flintlocks and sorcery game with a setting inspired by Siberian and North American cultures. Set among ancient clans and radical philosophers, nature spirits and technological innovation, skin changer cults and brewing revolutions. You play as one of the dangerous, desperate people roaming this world, seeking to forge a future out of these collisions between past and present. You can buy Travelers on a Red Road, available on lulu.com. I hope you like it, Lucas. Folks, I've got a couple live appearances coming up. First is a new one, and that is on October 6th, I'm going to be at New York Comic Con. I'll be doing a signing at the Simon & Schuster booth, and I'm hoping to see a couple heroes while I'm there. Then October 10th through 13th, I'm going to be out in Walnut Creek for Big Bad Con. Most of my games are sold out, but I do have a panel open, and I'll be looking to play some pickup games of Illimat with people around the show. Then November 9th through 10th, I am going to be at Thought Bubble, which is out in Yorkshire, UK. While I'm there, I'm going to be doing a live actual play with some of my favorite people in comics and games. That's folks like Grant Howitt, folks like Jamie McKelvey, 
we're going to be playing my unpublished game, O Captain, My Captain, which is descended from For the Queen. I'm really proud of the design, and I know we have a great group to play with. So if you happen to be in the area, drop by the show, because it's going to be amazing. Otherwise, I'm going to be signing books and meeting heroes. I'll also be making appearances at the Traveling Man Bookshop. I'll have more information on the dates for that very soon. But I am so, so excited about this trip. As always, a huge thank you to our backers on Patreon. You make this show possible. We'll be getting back to individual thank yous very soon. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Within short order, you are going to turn into a bird. Uh, you have to dive away. It, it's just as like uh, your assistant walks into the room. Okay, they're ready for you in one minute, and you're like running out of the room. Uh, yeah. So as he's like running out to try and hide somewhere, he shouts to the spooky butler assistant, just like. You've got it. (laughs) (laughs) Like tries tries to chase you, but like you're you you're out of your uniform, and like there's like a trail of clothes, and like the assistant bends down and picks up one of the glass slippers that you had requested. (laughs) Um, Let's cut over back to this fight. Oh boy, Mm -hmm. still doing this thing. Mm -hmm. How many friends are left? Uh, so there were so, so there are still the six around you. There are only two people who are even close up right now. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Um, so the the six on the outer edges are going to try and take a shot. They're the only thing, only force that even really has any muster, and they are able to uh, shoot with a second round of musket fire. I think this is going to be targeted against each of you. You've got seven damage coming in. Or not not seven. Not seven. I'm sorry. What was the damage on your pistol again? It's a six. Six. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that is seven damage coming in. So then that's going through the soak. What What is your soak value on that? It is three. Three. And what's your brawn? My brawn is two. Two? That is reflected. Okay. Great. 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 There. So down. you uh, parry before the soak alley. So yep. that's going to be uh, you're subtracting four from this overall. So uh, you're only going to take two. Take two. Okay. Gable. Yeah. Three is going to be subtracting. So you are taking three. Uh, no. Ooh. Oh no. Uh, it's soak. Yeah. What's your my soak? soak is three. Your soak is three. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so six no. damage is coming. Oh, you. six damage. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I was like, doing no. the math for you. No. Just say no. I no. like you. Just, no. It, I'm it not felt taking, very authoritative. I'm not no. taking this damage. No. no. What is uh? What is the defense stat here good for? Like if I were defending oh, uh, someone. So that, that that is actually I will add two black dice to their thing. Actually, you only take two. Thank you. We're into the PC rolls now. <sighs> okay. I've, no, I'm just mad now. Yeah, like I've now, got a thing. Now I'm just mad. Your cool spells I also didn't work. Have <laughs> I think mine will be very complicated. Um, Go for it. So I want to... Okay, I have two ways I could do this. I don't know. You tell me which one you think will be easier. All right. All right. One is I would like to just temporarily pull the water out of their blood. <gasps> Just mm, to dope. give them all like m- heart attacks real quick, mm-hmm. or I want to force uh, liquid the water from the air into them to give them edema, which would puff their bodies up. I think it will be easier to do the second one. Okay, uh, when when you are like interacting with somebody's mortal frame, like they're resisting with more with like inherent natural magics. Okay, but the other one I think requires you to like make little water needles out of the air and like stab them and you got a big puddle of water in front of you anyway right so yeah let's let's blast them with water okay i would like i would like to give them all edema and just puff them up and so then they can't they might die but that's okay yeah i mean that's fine they 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 tried to kill you they did shot at you so roll those dice okay what does that do 
Uh, so they are going to, th- th- that's a total wash. Ugh. So I think what's going to happen is they are going to get sprayed with like this water, but the needles aren't quite forming. I think it's because you just got shot at yes. like, and you, you had to parry. So like you're blocking these bullets with your three section staff at the same time that like you're, you're trying to then take one hand and like, uh, shoot at them with water. And I think you splash them and maybe like one or two needles form, but mm-hmm. it's not enough to do what exactly you wanted. So like you can see on uh, these people, there are like one or two areas where they're bleeding lightly, but like that should have shredded them. Yes. Okay. So it's just a frustrating situation. Dang, like, dang. I gotta just... You're so much better at fighting one opponent than you are fighting like a whole a lot group of people. Of people. Fair. So yeah, it's a bit of a frustration. Uh, John it. Yeah. John, it's going to, cause he's on, the steps still mm-hmm. um he's along the wall Jonet is with the arm that he doesn't have on his left hand he's just going to elbow the wall of uh these steps with the hopeful intent that he's going to put the force in it's going to drive one of the like the bricks really deep into the wall and then like have two bricks on the people that are surrounding the two guys that are surrounding Quan, and he's going to like try and punch them kind of like and out and off the steps. Oh, rad. Cool. Yeah. And I assume that this is like some sort of arcana. arcana. Yeah, that's arcana for yeah, sure. Yeah. Boom, boom, bap. And then what's the what's The, the newborn is still on your side, so upgrade one of those dice. Okay. Boom. Beep. What am I yeah. rolling against? I think that, that those two purple. Yeah. Okay. This is just... I don't know what that would do damage-wise. So that is one advantage. Okay. Uh, Man. So- what happens like you're shooting these these bricks out of the wall like they're it's moving with your fist like yeah. boom boom ping ping uh like they're they're shooting out uh and I think these guys need to fall back for cover yeah um so they actually group together so what this does do is it opens up a pathway for y'all to escape if you would like mm. um mm. but it doesn't like hurt or kill these folks there are two other boys in front of you Gable. Take them away. Okay. Um, hum, 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 hum. How close are we to the rest of the scene? Um, so these, like, I, I think you're very much in the mix of it with these two. Everyone else is, like, kind of far off. Okay. And how close am I to, like, the cliff side? The wall yeah, itself? The I wall. mean, close enough. What did you want to do? Oh, I want to do a brawl and throw a man head first into the wall. Yeah, I think you can totally <laughs> do that. Versus? Um, the question that I have for you yes. is, did you want to do this to one boy or two boys? One, because my brawl's not as good. Okay. Uh, for one, it is going to be two purple. If you wanted to do it to two boys, it would be a purple and a red. Uh, no, I don't want to take a chance of not hurting anyone. Take a chance on me. This actually... That's one advantage, I believe. Okay. Yes. Uh, Dang it. So you toss this boy into the wall. He like slams into it hard and falls to the ground, but he is still like clearly ready to fight yeah. and he'll draw a sword. It's the next round. These folks are going to try, like, I think they've used their shots. They're going to, uh, you know, ready their bayonets and try and charge in and stab at y'all. Cool. Um, okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, holy shit. Why are they, why are they rolling well? Um, I don't know. I don't know, James. James. Hum. What's in these dice, man? Uh, so they have two successes and two threats. Yikes. For those of you that are close up, it's that is going to be five damage coming at you. They they charge in. They they stab at you with their bayonets. Um, and like I think it rallies them a, a little bit, but also like now they're engaged in the melee with you. Uh, mm-hmm. and 
I don't think they're quite prepared for a counterattack. Like you all had like with, with the three section staff, like you're knocking away uh, these bayonets. Jonnet is, you know, just very uh, like nimble and able to move out of the way. And Gable is huge and is like fighting with such ferocity and little regard for damage that they might incur. Uh, they like they stab, but they like stab sort of reluctantly at Gable. Um, and it is now up to PCs again. You you now have eight people. I, I don't think any of the uh, gunners were taken out. So there are eight people that are immediately engaged with you. This also means that your paths to exit, like all of them are open and clear. Okay. Are people still in that sinkhole? Uh, so no, no. The sinkholes, okay. yeah, yeah, like yeah. they've pulled their legs out of the sinkholes. All right. Well, then in that moment, Jonnet is going to uh, do like a small blood sacrifice. He's going to bite his thumb. Yeah. And um, he's going to then, uh, to the two dudes that like he knocked back and mm-hmm. sort of clumped together, he's going to sort of stomp on the ground and try and get the another like seesaw motion of like the ground underneath them to just erupt up. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, roll that. That's going to be against two people. So that's against two reds. Two reds. Bum, 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 bum. That is one success and one advantage. Okay, Rad, I think you fling them bodily into the air. And because this does have like a little bit of a Jackie Chan vibe uh, to it, they do fall into a big cart of manure, and it's just fun. By that horse that I put there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horse, 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 horse. The horse winks at the camera. <laughs> um, it's a living. <laughs> and uh, we turn to either Traveler or Gable. You go first. <sighs> Something's got to work out for Traveler. I know. Maybe I'll just, like, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, Always that's melee. For me. Yeah, that's that's melee. That's, me- that's my bet. Is that my better one? To that you are, you are much better at okay, beating the shit out I... of people. How many people do you want to target with this? How many are in front of, how many are in front of me? Uh, there are right now six. These two I... of them were just thrown into a bunch of poop. I feel like I could get three. All right. So that is going to be two red and a purple that you're going to be rolling against. This is roughly even odds for you. Okay. Here we go. Come on. Hell yes. I don't know what any of that means. Um, What happens? Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) So this is successful, but I think these are two despairs. Yeah, those are two despairs for sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay, cool. So I will handle the despairs later, uh, but let's focus on uh, the victory right now. So this is one success overall. So this is going to do five damage to them. Uh, So you are going to knock out two of them and the rest of them will, will take enough damage that they're like, you know, hit in the head and a little bit dizzy. Uh, so w- please describe this rad scene of you whirling around. and. Oh, yeah. I feel like when the earth rockets them up, they all turn and look. Mm-hmm. So then in that moment while they're turning and looking is when I jump and like knock their heads from above. And then as I'm landing, knock their chests with my staff. Oh, yeah. 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 So what, what, the one who is hitting the head crack just goes right down to the ground. It sounds gruesome. The other two, like uh, you hit them and I think you knock the wind out of them. Uh, so they are struggling to breathe. Let's do Gable's turn and then I'll announce the exciting thing that happens oh, no. with these two despairs. Oh, no. So Gable, oh, there no. are five boys left. Five? Okay, um, then I'm just going to do light melee on two. I'm going to make the attempt to do two. Two, okay, that's, so that's a, two red. Two red? Why do I try? Why do I even try? You should try. It's good to try because sometimes you succeed. <laughs> that's a wash again. So you ah. are just engaged in some swashbuckling combat mm-hmm. against two people. They have a little bit of reach on you because they're using bayonets affixed to muskets, mm-hmm. uh, and you're just using a broadsword. Like, normally combat is on ships, and it's a little cramped. So mm-hmm. the cutlass is a really great weapon for that because you can still swing it around. Uh, however, you know, in the open streets, especially with so many civilians, like, scattered away, mm-hmm. uh 
it's their reach is really important and your reach like because you're seven feet tall yeah yeah, that that is your arm so like it's kind of even odds right now which is why neither side is really gaining ground Mm -hmm. on this so we come to the two despairs great oh no storming down the main thoroughfare is a line of what must be 20 red feather soldiers uh because enough of a commotion has been caused uh, really that there are problems. <laughs> However, before this round started, I decided to pull a luminary to see, you know, what random fun stuff might happen. What I don't think that's happen. game. I don't think that's how game works. Uh, it is how game works uh, <laughs> when the combat has been going on a little bit too long. <laughs> uh, and I pulled the maiden, which is extremely good for the party of PCs. The maiden, kindness, beauty, and infatuation, and I think this unfurls in a beautiful way in the Maiden's style, in that there is a graceful line of birds that is sweeping over uh, the city. Uh, like, you know those huge groups, those big flocks of birds, like yeah, how they yeah. sort of fly and, and dance in a graceful way? Like, there's this spiral of birds that, that fills the sky above this combat, and then they dive. And it turns out that these birds are ravens and they dive and start pecking at the red feather soldiers who you are immediately engaged with yeah i think you can surmise that you probably have the broker to thank for this um but it provides you a vital opportunity before this large contingent of red feather soldiers gets to you you can make an escape i will escape can I do it? Can we do anything before the escape? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Dope. Okay. Uh, I would like to generate a huge amount of clouds and fog mm. that we can see through, but the guards cannot. Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, like I, I think that, that that's merely you slapping your hand on the ground and uh, the water that was already pretty thick in the area rises in a thick mist. In a similar vein, Jonnet is going to the the Raven start calling and pecking. There's a line that Jonnet sort of sees with like the lat the fading of the of the sort of the sight that he has, and he sees that he's supposed to like take his exit, leave, and so he holsters his gun, turns around, and does one last big old knock on the wall with the hopes that above them, in front of the red feathers, a bunch of the brick walling will jut out and block their advance further down the steps. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you, you've you've sort of like pinched them off at two points and you can start running down a Bougenith side street. John, it maybe in the signals to Gable. Gable, I think I think uh, we should. Gable's already lifted up, John. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's go ahead. Well, I say I've lost them before and I'm not going to lose them again. So I'm going to run with them. Okay, <laughs> cool. I think in that moment, the the calm and divine vision when you lift me up completely dissipates. And yeah. now we're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Travis, I think you are now in a position where you can see the end of the bird show. Uh you had where'd he go where'd he he go he turned into bird i know what's happening now i can blend in there are birds all over the place (laughs) just like a little bird walking in between all these big birds (laughs) so so like you you can you can see i think the bird that you liked the least wins best in class Mm -hmm. uh which bird is that if it's not a bird that we've mentioned already, you can just make up a bird that somehow got to this point in the competition and like you feel didn't even deserve to be there. Oh, it's a it's a it's a flamingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think because, you know, flamingos are that color from eating whatever the shrimp or whatever. Shrimp, yeah. I think that they intentionally fed this flamingo something different to make it a different color. So technically, and I don't know this for sure because mm-hmm. I don't know the rules. I don't think it should count because the flamingos are supposed to be that pink color in the contest rules, but they were just so impressed by whatever weird color it was that they 
Yeah, yeah. So what you think uh, in the rules, uh, there is fraud, uh, misrepresenting a quality of a bird in order to gain more favorable judgment. Yeah, that's the one. You think... (laughs) You think, absolutely, this should be fraud. But because it wasn't done by magical means, they mm. sort of let it go. So, like, this is like a silver flamingo or something garish like that. You're just, what were you doing? Feeding it silver krill? <laughs> is there no justice? <laughs> um, but, but, like, you can see on the board, like, the, the points go up. You were sitting at at least 50 points for having come in best in group with your birds. Actually, probably close to 100 points because of that. And you are deducted 60 points, bringing you down to a score of 40 for being a no-show. It And the official reason listed is insult. Um, so you had a massive amount of points and it's sort of deducted and you're just left there looking at the ruins of what should have been your ultimate victory. I think Travis is just shouting about this flamingo, just like, hop, you know, hopping from like post to post around just like, oh, what, what, were they, what were they feeding it? This, this isn't regulation food. Can someone tell them that this isn't regulation food and that flamingos should be pink? Ferdinand and Lucas are like playing cards together, just like this guy. <laughs> this motherfucker. It's a living. Uh, the, yeah, I, I, like, I think there is a drunk who is you know watching the competition and like looking at you hopping around and talking so coherently. It's just like amazing. Whoa. Oh, I'm a different bird. Keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh that that is how that ends. Uh you know shortly after this competition, you're going to have to enter enter the falconry competition. And you can see your assistant who, you know, has this glass slipper clutched to their chest is being like Okay, well, we have to get the next bird for for the falconry competition. It's supposed to be a bird called caramel, and and I guess no one else is answering the ravens that were sent. Uh, grab the captain; he's he's supposed <gasps> to be still at the hotel. Um, no. So Travis, you know that the captain is at the hotel, and that you have been instructed to grab the captain. Oh, so the the assistant asked me to grab? The no, captain? no, no, no. So, so like you, you have seen that they're they're sp- they're going to go after caramel and the captain to prepare them for the falconry okay. competition. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go try and find the captain and do what I can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, the it, captain's also a bird. I assume <laughs> at this point, there, if anyone that's mentioned that I don't know, I'm just going to picture a bird. <laughs> so you fly back to the hotel, and I think you had the foresight to leave like one of the windows open for yourself later, so it would be easy for you to get in. And as you go back into the hotel room, you know, the captain is there and is staring out the window, the same place they have been staring for the past several days. The hotel staff has done a remarkable job cleaning the room. You wouldn't know that half a dozen men died here earlier, just a few hours ago. And one of them, someone you considered a friend. You enter the room. It is silent. It is always more eerily silent around the captain because he doesn't breathe. And Gable is not around to move the captain. And you know that in order to keep up the facade, you must. And correct me if I'm wrong, but before he transformed, Travis had earlier that day taken Dref's heart and put it in his pocket. Correct? Yes. Which means that when you transformed from a bird to a man, Dref's heart melded with your body. Oh my god. Get the fuck out of here, Jay. Stop it. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. So, I'm telling you, metagame-wise, you are going to be able to command the captain with great ease. The question that I have for you is how does Travis discover this? Oh, man. 
Once again, we return to a line of people in front of the Skyship Uhuru, all hoping to join as a crew member. A young woman steps up. Uh, she has large glasses, two pigtails braided up. She also uh, appears to have like a bright look of determination on her face mm. as she firmly puts her headshot and resume on the table. Hello, my name is Daphne. Uh-huh. Uh, great to meet you, Daphne. I'm hoping to join your crew because I've always wanted to sail on a skyship. Well, that's okay. Well, qualification one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> we are oftentimes uh, finding ourselves in danger and harm's way. How uh, would you uh, see yourself rolling with the punches, uh, getting getting in action? Well, I'm glad you asked how I would see myself because I know exactly how I'd see myself through your very clean windows. I'm sorry, what? Mm. That's right. I'll clean the windows on the ship cleaner than anyone could possibly. I'll be the best there ever was. What? We, what? I find myself asking this question with increasing frequency, but what's your sort of whole deal? (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, I oftentimes, I often try to like figure out how to say that without saying that, and I (laughs) just stutter around it. (laughs) It's just easier to get it out of the way so we can play in the space. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's, that's a classic interview question, and I respect you for asking it. I don't think it's lazy at all. I'm Daphne Estrat, and I'm the best window washer there is back in my hometown. I could wash every window in the town in less than an hour. Well, did you? So here's the thing about window washing, and really most things, you can have it done well, you can have it done fast, and you can have it done cheap, and you can only pick two. Which two are you? Sounds like fast is one. Well's the other. Okay, well, we don't have a lot of sort of liquid cash. And we also don't have a lot of windows. I think we maybe have one in the back. And most of the time, if you're looking to see out, you just go on top. Mm -hmm. Sure, but in the time it takes for you to go on top, anything could happen. Not much, really. I mean, also, if the only only window that we even have to get cleaned is in the back of the ship. In the bathroom. We have a window in the bathroom? Mm -hmm. It's behind the curtain. Oh, that's fun. Well, I've also noticed that a lot of the windows on your ship are kind of boarded up. I could install new glass windows. No, don't put... You'd be able to look out of them and and see the sky, see any danger or or threats coming. But the thing with a window on a boat is that you can only see the one direction. But if you're on top, you can see all of the things. Yeah, but you have to, like, walk upstairs and stuff. So you're not so much a window washer as a general contractor that yeah. we will be hiring you out the to best window general based. contractor you've ever met i love that confidence though that's mm. something that we do fast need. and well well okay. do you uh do you happen to uh work with anything other than windows what happens if we hire you you reinstall all the windows that are boarded up mm-hmm. and then you don't have anything else to to work on Maintaining windows is a job that you'll have for the rest of your life, and you'll thank yourself every day. I think what what my young compatriot was asking, and if I'm putting words in your mouth, please let me know, uh, how are you with sick children? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. No, they're sick. Uh, well, yeah, I'm getting to it. <laughs> You see, You'd I was glad raised... we asked everything. You can't just give us that positive reinforcement all the time. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's okay point. to not... No, They're very the... sick. I resent you for interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I like that. I came from an orphanage in my village. You see, my mother and father also used to be great window washers, but they died tragically. And I had to be raised amongst the orphans. But I didn't let that get me down. I'm going to live up to their legacy. What, what was the accident? Come, show me your trauma, child. A, a window broke. Just and just and cut them up until they died. Yeah, cut them up real bad. Huh? They they were working on a skyship, uh-huh. uh, and the window broke. And there's such intense winds up there that yeah. the glass sort of <laughs> went right it's through the skyship. Knives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no man. one survived. Oh. Is this is this a true narrative or a narrative you created, like Annie? <laughs> Let's not. True when not true. They're relative terms, That's really. That's false. That's not what that is. <laughs> Memory is such a tricky thing. Oh, that enthusiasm is completely gone. You know, something I just realized about Annie that's kind of sad is her, her f- ultimate fantasy is that she still has parents, but they chose to abandon her. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> and come not, and pick they up your baby. Like, she like I'll reckon with that later. If they're not dead, that's the best thing, right? My that's parents did abandon. This me. isn't about you anymore. Oh. We're talking about Annie. <laughs> they didn't actually die in an accident. Are they still alive? I mean, probably. I haven't seen them in a while. Did they just? Why did get they... away from you because of your enthusiasm? Nah, mm-hmm. I was a bit too enthusiastic. They did leave a comment card. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just sort of reviewing my personality and behavior. And I said, Daphne, you can't let that get you down. You just have to find people that appreciate you. So you didn't take the criticism. <laughs> okay, well, I noting think that's that, all we need. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. not good at taking direction. Not Well, now hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm self-motivated. I'm both good and fast. <sighs> Have you ever seen anyone use a squeegee like this? Squeegee slash! Oh. Ow! Oh. I'm sorry! You oh my god! Hit me with Excuse a squeegee! Me. Oh my! Get out of here! Stop get it! Get out! I get, have never get out! I have never in my life <laughs> been slapped in the face with a moist squeegee. Get! Out. Why are you still here? <laughs> everyone in get the ship. Out. Everyone in the line starts booing as Daphne <laughs> runs away. <laughs> Swearing revenge. <laughs> I hope we see you again. We just I hope you become a regular series, a series regular. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. Do you love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of Dinty Moore beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist. Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like Arms of the Tide. Arms of the Tide is an actual play about fighting for what's right in an original magitechnological world on the brink of catastrophe, using the mutants in the night system. Join Quinn, Joe, Chanel, and John, and revel in the laughs and gasp at the drama. The only thing standing against the apocalypse are a robot with a fondness for stray cats, a wolf made of living plants who has a bad case of depression, and a private eye who is so done with all of this. Find Arms of the Tide wherever you get your podcasts. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at ATPTunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y. P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. You've ever been kind And once for our friends Ne'er rise Twice to the dearest We're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky